This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. What up, what up, what up? We are the Oh Love New Fear Podcast. Oh hey, Love New Fear Podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Oh Love hey, New Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Oh Love New Fear Podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Word. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. I just... It's been it's been a day. Um, it's been a season. Um, I hate summer, um, and it hasn't it, even begun. It, it has been hot today. It's been hot for the last couple of days, actually. Mm, like it was, quite hot. I can't take it. I'm not really set up for this. And if you all recall, in one of our uh, infant podcasts, I did say that uh, I think summer's garbage as a season. Um, I did say that. I believe it was my lose it in the conversation. It might be the first episode. Yeah, I don't know which one. It was one of the first three. Yeah, it might be the first episode we talked about that. Yeah, because it's it's trash. And actually, it might have been before that. It might have been like the test episode that we released to level loser for. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What I do know is, I I stand by what I said. I <laughs> I said what I said. You stand by it being trash, hot garbage, hot hot garbage. It's, it's, I don't, I'm not set up for this, y'all, respectfully. Like, I know people always say, oh, but you're from an island, but let me explain something to you like I did back then. We have sea breeze. New York heat is just stifling, asphalt, no air. Just, it's, it's the humidity. It's there, and I hate it. The humidity is hot. Like, I'm just sweating all the time. Like, I went out today and I was wearing, like, the lightest of shirts, whole back soaked. My poor baby woke up what two nights ago was like mommy take my take my uh, uh pajama dress off i'm hot yeah her whole back was soaked i was like yeah, she was playing games like last night she was like blanket i was like you're going to die you yeah. should not have a blanket on yeah i i took the blanket tonight because i was like sis you can't you can't you can't do this it's not gonna work out well for, it's not gonna go yeah. well for you i just i just took it i said nah you're gonna be in here you're gonna be mad you're not gonna like it you ain't mad in a couple hours nope. You won't, you so will not just, like I gave it. her like a thin, thin flannel one, but I'm like, I know that's not going, it's not going to stay on long, but at least, you know, it wasn't the normal. You might have to talk a lot louder also. You put it up. <laughs> you're mad. You're mad. We're far away from the mic. Trying to, trying to sound seductive, but you got to be closer to the mic. Who's trying to sound seductive? <laughs> I'm talking about putting a blanket on my child. What is seductive about that? Um, Who, who's doing that? You got to be closer to the mic. Why? For what? So we can hear you. They can hear me. Come on now. They they might not be. I don't know. You don't know, Mark. You just saying what you saying. But for level, all you know, the people could be thinking, oh my gosh, she's so loud. She should back up from the mic. But you don't know. Your levels are low. And I don't trust this technology business, eh? Oh, lady. 
All right. Um, <laughs> we can get right. To it. Shout out to the people um, on the Patreon that are catching this episode uh, through video. They got they they get the video. If you want the video, you got to get the Patreon. And Patreon is only three dollars a month. So if only you want three dollars, you want the video, you get the Patreon. Um, if you don't have the Patreon, you might get clips once in a while, but you won't get the full video. I don't know why you say video like that. Video, 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 video. I don't have that much fun. <laughs> it's not. It's not that much. I phlegm. feel like you aspire into that much. I'm aspiring to the fun. Yeah, I feel like that's where you're trying to go with it. I feel like that's where you're building up to. That's fine. It's not. All right, but um, this See? is season four, See? episode eleven. Shout out to everybody. I appreciate y'all. My eyes are probably red because I've been rubbing my eyes, so I apologize. <laughs> it's not because you've been smoking that reefer, old lady. <gasps> For the record, Mark does not smoke <laughs> reefer. I just like saying "smoke the reefer." I don't know why it gives me joy to say that phrase. So yeah, that's why I said that. But no, no one here smokes the reefer. Right. We, we don't do that. No shade to the people who do. Shouts to y'all, but um, we we don't do that over here. Pero like, pero like, it's just we don't do that here. Um, so we get right into the love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, hey, love it or lose it. Hey, hey, love it or lose it. You the one trying to be all seductive in the mic with the whisper. That's fine. Also, like, let the record reflect. I feel like I do this podcast sleepy a lot. I don't know, but why do I not do this podcast awake? Why am I always sleepy every time I record this thing? Every time. So I'm apologize to y'all in advance. I'm a little sleepy. So if if I seem slow, it's because I'm sleepy. Okay. Um. Okay. Just want to let people know I'm not on the drugs. There's nothing happening. I'm just just tired. Um. Because I only slept for three hours last night because I decided to stay up and watch. uh, Pose, the series finale, which was amazing. You should watch Pose if you haven't gotten onto it. It's on FX. It's on there on demand. And I think it's on Hulu or Amazon Prime if you want to go back and watch the previous episodes or the previous seasons. But it ended uh, with a bang uh, this uh, yesterday, Sunday, whatever. So, yeah, um, get into Pose. It's a great show. Um, very educational. Very educational. Uh, so, yeah, love it or lose it. Um, pose kind of ties into the uh, category for today, and the category is <laughs> arts-based entertainment. Arts-based entertainment. Yes. Okay. So, what I have here are four uh, artistic expression activities or events uh, that you I we would attend and you okay. have to choose one that you would love forever and one that you would dash way into the sea of never gonna happen so the four choices are open mic slash poetry slams open mics okay uh, com- oh, oh my goodness, poetry slam, two different things. I know right? they're two totally different things <laughs> but like, I just wanted to I didn't want to say poetry events okay because I can mean a number of things so I didn't. I know they're not the same thing, Mark. We don't have to get into the semantics okay. of that. I know they're not the same thing. I don't. I, I understand. I've been to both. I know they're not the same thing. Okay. <sighs> Jesus Christ. These poets just want to get all in there. Well, you know, it's actually. I know. 
I was not going to say well actually number one <laughs> good god the second option comedy shows okay the third option music or dance concerts and by music concerts I mean like Jay-Z Beyonce Rihanna Kanye got it dance concert I mean you know dance Africa uh, Alvin Ailey got it. those kinds of things and the final option is a Broadway show, musical, or play. So, okay, so performances, and which are out of the performances, the best way to explain it is poetry, dance, um, comedy, sing, poetry, dance, comedy. Yes, I said comedy shows. One of the options. Poetry, dance, comedy, and theater. Yes, musical theater. Okay. Yes, or theater in general. Yes. So I thought I, in my mind, you poetry, dance, comedy. No, you, you, you had, you had five then. No, I did not. I said a said, musical or dance concert. Oh, musical or dance. That's, That's what, what I, I said. Me That's what I was telling you. Of. Got yes. it. Um. Okay. So music or dance. Broadway. Broadway. Okay. Comedy. Got it. Open mic. Slash poetry slam slash poetry event thing that poets do. If I'm choosing, if I have those four laid out. I feel like the funny thing is I probably would lose the poetry event. <gasps> the flabbergastment. I can't believe you would say something like that. Um, And I, I like poetry events. It's just out of those four that, that has shocked. That has the last jazz and pizzazz. Call me shocked. That has the least amount of jazz and pizzazz. Ah. Like, like So this is this is my uh I enjoy poetry. Mm-hmm. I enjoy poets. Mm-hmm. I think poets sometimes think they're better than all other forms of art sometimes. <laughs> Which I I would personally say not. But, no, you know, I'm but not, like I think I'm not a poet, so I don't have a dog in that fight. I think they're, they're better than like all hip hop artists. I think they're better than all singers. I think they like because in their mind, you think they're better, or they think they're better. Yeah, a lot of them think they're better. okay because you said I think. That's no, what you said. I, no, I think. I, well, I'm saying I think they think. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I, say, I think they think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they think that they are better than um than like. They'll be like, nah, I'd rather see you hear poetry than listen to hip hop or something mm-hmm. like that. Because, like, in their mind, it's the raw emotion of it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also like being entertained. <laughs> it's okay to be entertained. <laughs> but, um, like, I, 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 I dare say it is harder to write a song than write a poem. True. Because a poem people, can really just take but, any but, but form. You, but poets don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's, I mean, the facts are the facts. Well, um, let's rephrase that. Write a good song. Yes. You can write a song. Yes. Writing a good song versus writing a poem. Writing a good song is harder. Yes. Yes, I agree. Because a good song in, in, includes good production. 
with lyrics. It, it's a lot more. It's a lot more than just that. And yeah. people have to be able to vibe to it. Yeah. So you you it, so you can have a. There's been good songs that have deep meanings. Yeah. But just be able to, re, to yeah. make that reach somebody. So yeah. I, I, I dare say it's harder to write a song. Yeah, because the thing with a song is you have to capture somebody like immediately. Yeah. Immediately, at least a poem you can kind of build and and layer and like gradually pull people in a song you don't have that much time you got 15 seconds at the most to get people to latch on and want to listen to the rest of it if in that 15 seconds after the shoot i mean you you, you might not even be able to get a word out the yeah. music got to sound like something for some people to even give the song a play and hear the words that are being that are being sung or yeah. rapped or whatever and I, and I get it so, you can always sit with a song that you might have not liked initially and they mm-hmm. listen to the lyrics and get into yeah. it like oh these lyrics are great you can get into that mm-hmm. but really, like but it's you have to get past that first hurdle first sometimes. yeah sometimes it's hard to get past that first hurdle mm-hmm. like when you hear a song you usually go by what it hit how it sounds initially mm-hmm and people do that with music all the time also so it's not like it's everything so like a lot of times people will go with um, music it might not even be their vibe mm-hmm. initially you're like oh I don't really like the, um, the sound of this and they go back to listen to it like oh this I like what they're talking about mm-hmm. so it, it, it happens yeah, but, you're right. but a good song I feel as if it's able to encapsulate I make it up. No, it's a, it's a word. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I, I, my mind didn't sound right. Yes, it's it's a word. I don't think it's a word I've ever you heard you use before, but it is it is a word. Yes, um, it it does that with um, and it grabs a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's it's able to do that. It's able to grab you at the right second, give you the emotion you need, give you a few like it has it has the. Um, Fixings of a great song of good of good sounds and everything, but also when you finally go back and listen to it later, it still hits you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's why I like certain artists. Certain artists, the the first initial time you hear it is great. It might mm-hmm. give you like a height, whatever it is. You go mm-hmm. and listen to it later, like oh, it's actually really good. It's actually yeah. better after I listen to it a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, and, I, I feel that way about dreams and nightmares. You can feel however you want to feel about Meek Mill, but like. There's something very motivational when you start a song with you. I used to pray for times like this to shine like this, so I had to... Come on now. It's just like, it just... No matter what your life situation is, like, you... Everybody remembers a time where, like, they really worked hard, and now they're sitting in the moment of, like, I achieved what it was I was grinding so hard to get, like that's a very relatable moment so even if you're not like a rap person or you're not a Meek Mill fan like there's something about that opening line that it's like yeah man been there yeah been there I relate I connect I I, I think I I think a song that I sometimes I somehow really enjoy more and more every time I hear it the funny thing I think I enjoy it as I get older every time I hear it is the um 103,000 verse from um I choose you. Yes. Yeah. Were you talking about International Plans Anthem? Yeah. The song is called International Plans I know, Anthem. But I was like, I choose. I, I, I had to sing I choose you I, in my head I, I and know, be like, I what? I, I, in my mind, I couldn't think. I couldn't. I couldn't think of the. Yes. Listen, your black car about to get snatched expeditiously. No, kind of it is called but I know, I know International Players yes, Anthem. Yes. Yes. Um. But yeah, I, I I think every time I hear it, I like it more. I mean, it's it aged well. Yeah, 
Everybody hear Mike Barnes. So, like, but like only certain songs can do that. That's a fact, Jack. Only certain songs can do that. So, um, but yeah, with all all that to be said, I think my lose it would be um, the poetry. Um, Out of those four, okay. How was yours? I feel like I agree with you. I wasn't a hundred percent sure when I came up with this what my option was going to be because I really do genuinely enjoy all four. Yeah, of I do, because um, I've been to some like open mics and like poetry slams where I've just been like, oh, they spitting today. They came with the bars. They 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 came to poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see the pen. I see I see the wordplay. I see it. Like I get my life, but I think why I have to lose it is because poetry events are very hit and miss. Correct, and I think that's kind of what it is. They're like ve- like I, I open open mics be mad hit or miss. Yes, like for the amount of good times I've had, um, great experiences, great poetry, just great vibes overall. I've had a lot of underwhelming experiences. Like I've had a lot of experience where I'm in, I've been mad with you. Like, yo, you made me come outside to do this. And I mean, I know there's nothing you could do about it because you ain't know this was going to give what it gave when we got there. But it was just like, oh, I came here thinking that I was going to get in this and it just it just didn't gave what the people said it was supposed to have gave and that was that is disappointing yeah that I, is disappointing because it's like I, oh, I think I think it's 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 the only part I know it's my fault is because I was spoiled by Hampton University so Hampton University every, a lot of times I went to open mic it was just fire right so like when I come out here I'm always like it's gonna be fire and then I go it, there I'm like it's not fire it is not it, it is not. not and then I think like we've <laughs> talked about on the podcast before like the problem with poetry events is that a lot of times they be like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. And I'm like, oh, so I'm out on a work night to do this. And it's not even great. Yeah. I could have been at home in my pajamas, but I am outside it'd still be, wearing a bra, heels and makeup possibly for this. It'd be, I am it, not pleased. It'd be like a lot, it'd be like a lot of like meh poems and then be like one or two like, okay. And then the part <laughs> that be t- these taking me away is the mad poets who be thinking they did something and I'm like I cannot like I've been to so many poetry events where the person got up there and they spit their poem and I have mad respect for people who get up there and share their art but like not when you walk away feeling like it was hot fire like Dylon 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 and Dylon and it was the exact opposite like I was just sitting there like wow and I'm not saying I can write a better poem by any stretch of the imagination but what I am saying is if you gonna be like on some yeah yeah rah rah I'm popping as a poet I need the content don't match the products it just it don't match the content don't match the hype yeah. and it's confusing I, I, I think, me and my homegirls yeah I, I think I think it like like I said I, I, I know that I'm I'm bougie with my poetry I know I am um, and, and, and it's it's because like I, I was always just used to like a certain Quality of like, I, like I, I was, I was, I was spoiled. I think, I think I was spoiled to have such great poets. Like I went to college with. Mm-hmm. I was spoiled for that. Um, so like it was just such fantastic. Like they all came, they were doing great things in poetry mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. after college. Right. So it was like it was it, like so. I realized like the bar was just really high. Yeah. So like when I came and I saw other people, I was always like, "Hi, right, okay." Right. But, like. The audiences would be like, "Oh, this is fantastic!" I'm like, eh. "I'm like, I'm like okay." I'm like, mm. <laughs> and I mean, I've already subscribed to the notion that I might be a little bougie, and that's okay. It's fine. Yeah, but like when people be going up, and I'm like, mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, a it, but the audience thinks it's good too. So it's, it's it like it makes me feel like oh maybe like I know my bar is high because the audience thinks it's fly too. I just don't. Right, and you know it's like, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like other I just like don't. people's exposure to to poetry is different. Like yours and by default what you have exposed me to as a result of your own exposure creates the thought process we have but you know other people might not have had that so this might be hot fire to them which is completely fine but I think I started my problem is I started off too high in the poetry game like I started off with like River and uh, like Saul Williams and Asia Monet and um, Ashley like you put me on to too many fly people at the at the start and I, so I, I, in I my head i'm like i didn't build you up you didn't build me up you didn't start me off at like oh so this is what they be given like at the average function and then like this is kind of where it be at in the middle and then this is like the top tier like high level so it's like you started me with the top tier high level so then when i go to the thing i just be like well what is this what i'm coming to get this and it, <laughs> very upsetting so yeah I just I just feel like because I started with like and I it, it, it's unfair because like a Saul Williams the age like these are people and, and, who've been working at yeah, it for and, and very even my friends they like they had careers long. in poetry time exactly and my friends that they had careers in poetry right <laughs> like, they're like, they're, so they're, it's like, like national poetry slam like, right like, they're, like so it's like it's it's not a fair right <laughs> so it's like when you introduce me to that and that's my my bar and then I go to like your regular run-of-the-mill you know, not run of the mill. I don't want to be rude. Who, 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 like a person who just does it, like after going, after working at the bank. Like. Right. It's just like, well, girl, um, what is this? Like, it's just like, it just, it just doesn't hit for me. Yeah. In the same way. And I think it's because of what I was kind of introduced to the world of like spoken word and poetry with. It's just like, I can't. Like I weigh everything against that, and I know it's completely unfair, but it's literally just the, the funny thing is my bar is myself. You have my things. Like, how my things set up. Like I don't think I think I'm like very average. <laughs> I can't. Right? Not very. Average. I'm not average. No, I would disagree. I'm not average. Like I said, remember my bar is in my. From well, I mean, my, if your bar is Saul Williams, then yes, yes. Like so, so <laughs> I, like, I mean, my, my bar is a certain way. So in my mind, I'm very average. Okay. So in my mind, if you can't be at least better than me, then what are you here for? Not what are you here for? That's that's just, <laughs> you should be better than me. That's rude. <laughs> but that's how I feel. I feel like you should you should be better than me for that's me to like right. do it. And and like so when you go to places and you hear poets that aren't better, you just be like, well, I. It's, it's just. Would me. you like me to counsel you towards something else? I'm like, it's just me. I'm not that good. So <laughs> you should be better than me. <laughs> it's just me. I cannot. Why are you like this? Like I, I do. I do poetry and then go to work. I don't. I'm not, I don't do. I don't do this full time. <laughs> I'm not performing everywhere. I do open oh mics and go home. I like I don't. I'm not going out all the time. I'm not writing all the time. I don't write all the time. Like I don't. I don't. I don't. Like when I see what poets do, like they be writing all the time. That like. Those people, I'm like, all right, yes, I see you. Like, I don't do that, right? So, like, if you're not better than me, I don't be trying like that. Then what are you doing? <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you mean. I understand what you it's, mean. It's like it's like for singing. If like you know somebody who like like someone like Tiffany, mm-hmm. she sings all the time mm-hmm. and everything. She, so she has a so you might like all right. It's expected because she works hard, and does everything, mm-hmm. and everything. But like you have somebody like, but you have somebody who like I just sing every once in a while. <laughs> and you're like you should be at least better than me for me to like go go. Right, like, like I'm like 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go up. Like this, my girl who gives every yeah. time. So, so like, if you so, come in here with this little bra, basic, so like you, you you come in here with, with all this, and you told me you do this for life. I'm like, you can't you can't do this for life. You can't. It's like impossible. You, you can't do this for life, and you like. And you're not better than me. You can't do this. You, you can't be. You're telling me you work. All, you can't. You can't work that hard. Now I'm not, I'm not even gonna hold you. Now that you said that, like I've definitely encountered people uh, who like, oh yeah, I'm a singer, and then I've heard them. I'm like, wow. Yeah, like they have like albums. I'm like, <laughs> they have albums. They it makes all the time. me be like, yo, you are a bum, Kristen. You're a whole bum. <laughs> like. Like I don't want to be a singer, so it's just like like so I'm like whatever. But it's just like I really could be because these girls is out here. They're trying, like they're like they're not they're like not work, even doing that, that great. And you just got talented, but they're they're doing it, and I'm just like well, because uh. at this point when somebody says to me, oh so and so can sing, I'd be like, okay, let's see, because in my head again, my my vocal like uh like bar is also very high. So, you know, when people be like, oh, so-and-so can sing, I'm always like, can they? Yeah. And, and, be, and because I, I'm a dead person, I know that anybody can do anything. Like, people say certain things to me, and, 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 and I've seen how people get impressed, be impressed by certain things. So just someone telling me that the person has the albums or they have this, I'm like, it doesn't impress me. I'm like, okay. Okay. Because I know a lot of people who are just not that good who have all these things. Right. Or like when people be like, oh, so-and-so has a poetry book. Okay, girl. They, they have books. Mad people do it. They honey. have websites. They're on titles, Spotify, all of them. Okay. There's so a lot of people like that who are not that good. Right. There's so a all, lot so There's a that, lot of singers. All that, all that does not impress me. And I use that in quotation marks. There's a lot of DK singers, as my um, Dominican friend would say, um, who hit a lot of flat notes. A lot. Often. Um, but they got stuff out, so I'm like, kudos to them, shout outs. But you know, like, and, and like, I, 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 and that's what I said. I, I think there's like a lot of things that just unknown. Like when people are like, oh, the person did recitals. I'm like, I know people do recitals too. Michelle does recitals. Yeah, I've seen her. She does yes. recitals. So I have, I have friends. That it's, it's right. Not when you tell me they do recitals, I'm like, I, there's a Michelle recital and then there's whatever you're doing. Yeah, I um, have no people do recitals. I, I don't think it's the same thing. It's not okay, recitals. go off. I've, I know people do recitals. Right, like like Natalie has like Natalie and Michelle, they do recitals. I'm in a group. I yeah, know I'm people not, have been in groups. I've been in groups. This is what you do. It's not. I, it's not the same. Like I know people have been in groups. Being in groups is not a big thing. I've been in groups. <laughs> it's same. It's, it's not. It's not really. <laughs> like so, it's like there's a lot of things that like people are, and I I understand it's it's where you are, like you 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 it's new to you, like it's a big thing. It's just this how how I'm looking at it is just different, right? So what what's your what's your love it after all that uh, um, deep diving we just did? Definitely theater, theater, okay, because yeah, you you get you get all the jazz, okay. Um, bro, bro, I think um theater you get everything, theater you get um. There's even poetry in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get talking, mm-hmm. you get singing, you get dancing, mm-hmm. you get flips, you get backflips, you get all the things. Yeah, Carlos. Um, and and you get mm-hmm. a lot of times people who are great singers who you don't who you don't know that they're singers. Mm-hmm. True. You, you get you get you get phenomenal singers because they got to sing three, well, like it was like five five six shows a, a week. A weekend, yeah, a week. Well, yeah, a weekend. Yeah, probably five yeah. six shows a weekend for like years yeah <laughs> and dance and yeah. remember lines and remember placements and like big ups you know broadway's opening back up uh this in the fall i believe and big ups to the broadway performers because yeah. that right there is not an easy uh, job Broadway performers can be can can sit out singer your favorite artist 
but like they probably don't do that because they're getting a certain level of money that they're like this art thing is not gonna give me the money I want. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably getting a certain level of money that you you might not understand. Yeah, it's it's some hard work, but God bless them, honey. Yeah, because they be doing it. Yeah, because the girl who um I forget her name, I think it's Adrian Hawthorne. I could be I got to double check it, but the young lady who um was the lead singer for the Tina Turner um uh Broadway musical when I went to see it sings down okay sings down dances down just gives okay she acts she gives and I'm just like give that lady her things give her all the awards because she did what that um yeah the Broadway singers be be getting to it um the the guy that was on um he was in the the what was the last one we saw the one we saw for my birthday uh, the Temptations one. He he actually ended up having like a big role on this past season of Pose. And uh, he didn't sing, but he gave us his acting. And I was like, okay, see how Broadway translates into the, to the small screen. We like it. We love to see it. Yes, God. So, okay. I think my win, my uh, love it is going to be like the musical or dance concert. Um, I love to see, like, I love singing. So I love to see like, artists singing I've seen so many people I've seen Beyonce I've seen Jasmine Sullivan I've seen Let us see I've seen Jill Scott I've seen uh Chrisette Michelle uh I've seen oh my god like so many people I'm I'm sure I'm not remembering all the people and then I've seen you know like rappers I've seen Jadena I've seen Jay-Z I've seen uh uh the random not the random that's rude um <laughs> i've seen like the you know the brooklyn rappers the casanovas the pop smokes rest in peace the fabio fours like i just like the energy of being at a concert and a, a rapper or a singer performing and you're getting to see their talent like up close in personal live as opposed to just like listening to a recording or like watching a video on YouTube or something like that. So I really enjoy that. And even like the dance, the dance things like going to stuff like dance Africa and Alvin Ailey and just like seeing the, the emotion that the dancers put into like their performances. Like it's, it's so moving and it's like, again, it's one of those things where you're like seeing it in person. Like it's, such an elevated experience compared to like just watching a video or seeing you know a, a clip on YouTube. Like it's just, yeah. I, 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 I yeah, think, I get my life at those things. I think, I think, um, if it was close with the mm. music for me, mm. the only issue I would have with the music thing are two things. Number one, they're so long. Oh yeah, I mean you got to go there prepared to give about three four hours in your life, and they're so long. Um, because they have the opening acts and everything. Yeah. That's number one. And number two, sometimes the opening acts be trash. That, Fair. That sometimes it is. Fair. Um, Fair. Like many, many, I, I've had a lot of good opening acts of people that were like, oh, those people are interesting. I'm still mad to this day that we got to the Beyonce concert so late that we missed the opening act because it was everybody. It was the whole, like, <laughs> dip set, locks, like, basically all the New York rappers came to do the opening for the Beyonce show. I think who did they say came out? DMX had come out, I think. Like, we missed everybody. Like, we literally got to MetLife as soon as the whoever it was, the last person had gone off. I was like, God damn it. Stupid uh, Port Authority buses. Never again. Never again. I was so mad. When I heard everybody who came out, I was like, so this was a show that was worth seeing. 
this was an opener show that was worth seeing. But it was it was whatever. Beyonce gave what she was supposed to give. It was worth it. And we got to see Kendrick Lamar and Jay Z came out and performed a few songs. So I guess we got what we were supposed to get. But yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of times the openers be like, All right, get them out of I'm here. So, yeah, I'm so angry at that show. What show? The one that we missed all the artists. Beyonce one? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was very upset about that. Um, I think I've forgotten most of the artists just to kind of work through my own anger, but I remember being mad because oh, we could have made it on time. There's no reason that we were so late. It's stupid empty. Yeah. Um, oh, we, we also left late. We could have still made it. We left. We, 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 we did leave late, but we, we could have made it at like, least they, halfway they, through that thing. Yeah, we, we, we just should have left earlier because, yeah. because, it was, because of Beyonce content. Yeah. Oh, you did it. Yeah. That's what I meant. But yeah, I agree with you on that. It does. I, I still say they're my favorite uh, of the four. But yeah, I do. Yeah, sometimes the opening act thing is kind of movie dicey. I see Indy Ari and Jonathan McReynolds when they did a concert together. I think that's one of my favorites. Like I got my like I was mad close to the stage, and them two be singing, and they're so musical and so like oh my god, I got my yeah, life. Like like, like I said, life. There's, there's been a lot of good good ones. Like mm. like the good openers for the the concert are good openers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Indian. I don't want to say Indian because that's rude. The Southeast Asian. I forget which country he's from, but um, Anil Anik, Anik something. I still follow him on social media. He was good. Uh, the last time we went, um, Kalechi. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. So sometimes it'd be good. Other times I'd be like, I would like to leave. If that's, that's, that's okay. we found out about um, the other guy and Propaganda's opening concert. Uh, who probably getting his opener? Oh, Shop Show Baraka? No, no. Jay Gibbs. Jay Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jay Gibbs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. Cool. All right, this was a very lively discussion. I didn't think we were going to have this much chatter chatter about this, but this is great. Uh, thank you so much for participating in our love it, it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it. Hey, 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 hey
getting what they wanted and everything. And like, I don't care about these women. Like, like we, we've seen guys like that. Mm-hmm. So in our mind, those are the terrible men. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Even if you're friends with, quote unquote, correct. these because terrible men. Because a lot of times guys, we're friends with people for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're not, a lot of times we're not friends in the whole sense for with somebody. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not friends with them for every reason. Right. Sometimes we're just friends with them because they know where the good party spots are. Mm-hmm. They know where to get good drinks. We're mm-hmm. just friends for that. They know they get the tickets for the sporting events or the mm-hmm. for the for the concerts. Mm-hmm. That's why we're friends with them. So it's mm-hmm. it's not always um someone I confide in friend. Right. Right? Okay. So um but yeah like this person would be like um so we're like all right that person I'm not that so I must be good because I don't want to be that mm-hmm. so because a lot of times in g- guys mind even when guy messes up it's not their intention mm-hmm. so if it's not my intention how can I be a bad guy even mm-hmm. though um, it might hurt somebody and everything but that's not I'm not intently trying to hurt somebody so that's what qualifies many men as good men is by their intention and mm-hmm. I've had I've had that um that mindset too, mm-hmm. um growing up. It's like my intention is like I want to do what I can for my spouse. If for if and it, and this is another part of it. If a guy does cheat, many times, um, a guy does cheat. It's never it a guy most times. Of course, there's always this is what it is. Never goes into something saying I'm going to cheat on my wife. Mm-hmm. Or cheat on my girlfriend, or cheat on the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. It's never something that they go into that way. It's always like um, just not catching the signs and understanding, knowing when to get away. <laughs> and then getting. I don't know up. if I agree, but sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 the reason um, I'm, I'm saying because, like, like, like I said, a, a lot of times, many guys just believe in their in their ability to not. Have sex with somebody. They're they believe in their ability to be like, nah, we're just friends. Even though I'm attracted to the person, I they especially if they if you if if they've told the person I'm with somebody, like mm-hmm. I've told them what I have. They they know this already. So why would they just try? Why would they try to pursue? Like they put the, the problem is they put the onus on the woman mm-hmm. to not pursue. Mm-hmm. So if they don't pursue, then I have nothing to do with that. What throws a wrench in a lot of men's plans is any form of pursuing, mm-hmm. <laughs> or any form. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It throws a wrench in it because like a lot of men are just not no, don't know how to reject mm-hmm. and everything. So that, that that's why I said like uh, the guy's version of a good man from there. And I, I guess you want to um, relay like what what is your version of a good woman to you? Um, I. I would say that most women are culturally engineered to be quote unquote good women in the sense, the way, the way that women are raised in society, we're raised to what being a good woman means is you take care of the people around you that need to be taken care of. So like, from the time you're, you know, nine, 10, maybe if you have younger siblings, you're taking care of them in some capacity. You're helping your parents in some capacity. You're feeding them, changing them, babysitting them, picking them up from school. You're helping in some capacity as a female. 
Um, and I use female in the most respectful term, not the way these 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 ninjas be using female. <laughs> you are you are conditioned to always be in a place to be helpful and to be self-sacrificing to other people around you. Um, I think you're also taught, you know, how to conduct yourself in terms of conversations and interactions with both men and women um, with the, I don't know if it's spoken or not, but with the intention of being a desirable mate for a man down the road. So I feel like there are many different variations of what a good woman is, but I feel like we're fundamentally taught it from being young. For me, what a good woman is in the context of being in a committed relationship with a man, because if we just talk and we don't know you like that, this is not a committed relationship. Any Anything can happen. Um, I know a lot of women don't have that mindset, but I, I think they should, because I feel like when women be like in the talking stage, they be acting like they in a whole relationship and then they not. And then the man does something that is, you know, not relationship appropriate. And then they're all like, Oh my God. I'm like, but y'all, y'all didn't go together. So technically he was free to carry on. Um, so, but you know, whatever, again, that's another, you know, uh, side effect of the way we were taught to carry ourselves. But to me, a good woman is, you know, someone who, carries herself well um and by that i mean the way you conduct yourself commands a certain level of understanding that this is someone that is to be you know that is to be respected that is that is serious about you know getting what she needs to get out of life that is serious about living out her purpose and, and, and giving, giving it the best that she's got. Um, I also think, uh, in the context of a relationship, a good woman is one who is like upfront and honest about what, about her feelings and about what she wants and what she doesn't want. And I'm not saying people who are hesitant about sharing these things are bad people, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I feel like a good woman is is someone who is, you know, confident enough to be upfront and speak her piece about what she wants, what she thinks is acceptable, what she thinks is not acceptable um, from the jump. Because, again, the way she carries herself commands that. That the respect for that. Um, I also think a good woman is the kind of woman that keeps her relationship business drama private. And I'm not saying, you know, you can't have a vent conversation with your girlfriends about something that may be going on where you like genuinely need advice. But like, I'm talking about like when like a woman is like with a man, she's married, she's dating, whatever. And it's like every conversation is like downing the man and talking about how trash he is. And da, 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 da. it's like, 
for me, I'm like, I'm sympathetic to a point, but then I'm like, but if you still sitting up here with this trash, what does that mean about you? Because you, you, you living in this, you choosing to live in this. So this is, it's actually tarnishing you to keep playing this game. Um, I also feel, um, in the context of a relationship, a good woman is one who at the very minimum pretends to respect her man in public. She might not respect him in real life. She might not respect him in the relationship. That's not my business. That's neither here nor there, but she at least has the good sense to show him some respect in public. Um, and what I mean by that is like nothing makes me cringe more than to see like interactions between couples where the woman is like legit barking on the man, like in his face, like nudging his forehead, calling him all types of names in public, like that kind of stuff just, it makes me cringe. And it's not because I'm on some male identified we got to respect the black man because the black man, bitch. I'm not on any of that. But to me, I'm just like, that shows a fundamental lack of respect for this person that you would do something like that in public. And it's not like you just caught him cheating or something like that. Like, this is just y'all normal interaction. Like, this is just how you be talking to this dude. And you don't have any shame about doing it in public in front of people like that to me just comes across real 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 tacky and classless and not ladylike at all um and I also feel like the other part of it that bothers me again ties back to if you're a woman who's about your business who's about progressing who's about moving forward in life why are you dealing with someone and allowing yourself to deal with someone who brings that kind of behavior out of you like that's not that's not elevation that's not progress to me and so I'm just kind of like yeah that ain't that ain't really it like I like like women who just like dog they man all the time talk to him crazy just I I don't think you're a good woman in the context of being a partner because A why do I need to know that you know your man has doo-doo drawers or he leaves the toilet seat up all the time or he he don't pay bills. He don't have a job. Like it's just like when people do say, ah, oh, he ain't got no job. He can't so like that, that kind of stuff. I'm just like, yeah, that dude might be trash, a hundred percent. But you continue to live in it while publicly disparaging this person. It's just like it. The math not math, and it's not adding up. Like you don't look better as a person because you're doing this. Like it makes me look at you like. I don't know because again it's like basic levels of respect aren't there and to me you don't look like you value yourself if you're sitting around dealing with something like this and you have this level of comfort talking about it or or acting it out for the world to see yeah um just to clarify what you're trying to you're basically saying 
if you have that much of an issue that you need to keep talking about, it, then just leave. Yeah, you should. Yeah, exit. like don't like don't. If you just talking about it, makes me look at you crazy because you're 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 so incensed about something. Right. You're like complaining I, like, about it that like yeah. th- that you're talking about it to everybody and making saying how trash he is. Right. Because so it it's just look, it it to me, it's, it's just look, making everybody thinks that man is trash now. So yeah, and it also so it makes Excuse you me. all look like, like trash as a couple. Right. It makes y'all look so trash it, as a couple. It, it just it just hurts your brain. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like I said, like um, I, I'm not saying you know you can't have a one off complaint type situation, but if every time I see you, it's like oh yeah, you know. This ninja did this and this ninja did that. It's like after a while it's like sis, you choosing this. You wanna live this way. This this how you wanna live. So just find something to do. Yeah. Um and ev- everything that you're saying, I, I guess it, it makes sense. Um in terms of that. But I still I, I, I still uh, I'm on the on the belief that um if a person is good, it's still based off of the person they're with. In what sense? Meaning, you being a good person or being a good woman mm-hmm. is based off of how I feel about you. Go on. You 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 you're a good woman to you, mm-hmm. but in my in my story, you could not be. Your story would be flawed, but wait, yeah, but like, but, <laughs> like but, we always say, I'm the villain in someone's story. I know correct. I am. Their correct. story's flawed, and, but and, I'm the villain. And, and, and it's I, okay. And, I, and I'm the villain in someone's story. So like, I, I, I think that, I think that part, I think is, um, is where like, I think people get mixed, mixed up. In. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when, sometimes when people feel like they're a good man, they're a good man for everybody. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, oh, and, and like a, a, a lot of times, a good a good man like, and and you know not to cut you, but like to be clear, this is very fluid. Like we've all had moments when we have not been a good man or a good woman to correct. somebody. Like this is this is not a hard fixed thing. This is a very fluid concept. Yeah, and and I I really I'm, I've been trying to figure out if um. A guy, a guy's version of what a good man is, like the different qualifications that they put up, mm-hmm. is it based off of their friends, other guys they know, mm-hmm. or is it based off of the women they know? And I, I and I, it it could be both. It could be both. It and, could but be I, both. I, I turn out to figure out which way, how is it way more, because um, It, like I, I think it's more of in comparison to other men sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's in comparison. Okay. So it's a comparison, meaning I'm not like this. Mm-hmm. I'm better than this. Right. I'm better than them. So obviously I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. That's the reason why, like a lot of like you you see a lot of men like I grew up around a lot of a lot of guys who might have not graduated college. Right. Mm-hmm. I graduated college, so I'm better than them. Right, right. <laughs> Obviously, I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that doesn't mean you're a good man. Right, right. right. It just means you graduate college. Right, which <laughs> which people do every day. Yeah, but um, but they do. 
It's graduation season. Shout out to all the spring 2021 and summer 2021 graduates. Don't listen to Kristen. She thinks that everybody has masters. Because <laughs> they do, Mark. She thinks that everybody just like... Oh they are God. giving them away. <laughs> They're not giving away masters. There, there are people who have them who have questions about. I need to see their transcripts. I need to see some things because I don't know how they They're, got one. They're not giving them away. I, that's how I be feeling. I'm like, oh, they just give them anybody. So don't don't okay. mind what she's saying. She, her, her, her view is completely skewed about <laughs> how these things work. Listen, I'm just, I'm just saying, there's been some people be saying they have masters. I'm like, is that right? Wow. Big they're, wow. they're not just giving them away. <laughs> it seems that way, Mark. It seems that way to me sometimes. I know in all logic, they're not giving them away, but sometimes I'd be like, wow. They they just giving them anybody. Um, yeah. yeah. But, um, but the reality is just because you have certain things, because you have a good paying job, just because you have um, certain degrees, just because you have certain cars, certain like that is that I don't know if that makes you mm-hmm. well. Let's rephrase that. That could make you a good man to somebody. Yes, <laughs> let's, uh, but I, it's I, not I, the I, be I all and end all. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I I think like I said, I think I think a lot of times. Like that person might be a good man to somebody mm-hmm. based off of those qualifications. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, "All right, I'm a good." So I, I don't want to say that doesn't make you right. It's just because Murray was saying it's based off the person. Mm-hmm. So someone else might say that right. That's, that's what because, I'm looking for. You know, like a man, for example, like you know, and I think a lot of it is generational too. Like just to, to generations before us, a man who goes to work and brings in a paycheck every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever it is. And he basically, you know, just goes to work and comes home. That's a good man. Regardless of whether he's actually engaging with his family in any real way, that's neither here nor there. But to their to previous generations before us, a man who went to work, put his head down, came home and, and, and brought home the bacon was a good man to us, our generation a man could go to work and bring home the bacon and do all that. But if he's not spending any time with the family, with his wife, with his kids, we might not necessarily be as quick to put the good man label on him because it's like, okay, yeah, you're doing this one part of being a man. Well, but this other part, yeah, it's don't. And there are some wives who are fully okay with the go to work, get the check, I got the rest, but then there are some wives who are like, no, it's great that you're going to get the check. That's wonderful. But I also want you to inter- be a more present part of what's happening in this family that we've made. So you're not necessarily a good man or the best man you could be to me because you're not being a part of this thing. So I think, you know, that 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 part makes it uh, a little more complicated to to decide no you're right yeah so so yeah i I, but something you said before i wish i would have written it down but now i don't remember but what was it what did you say what was it you said you said oh i wanted to go back to the topic about the the thing you said about like most men not planning to be cheaters i don't know if i agree um i feel like your brand of man i said most men i didn't say all men your brand of man specifically um, tries, and there's several of you. There's several makes and models there's, of your brand of man. A lot of us. Okay. Um, 
I haven't met many, but go on. There's a lot of men who never go into relationships saying, I'm going to cheat on There's a lot of them. That's what I said most. Most men don't go into relationships trying that is the meaning. I've only met you. I can't speak for these other Negroes. I've yes, only met you. I've I've met Mac men. True. Great. I'm sure you have. I'm just saying from my experience. Okay. Um, I. You're, you're you're talking about from your your experience, from your experience and your friend experience of dating them. Yes, it's a different experience than what I would know from the person from the beginning. <laughs> right. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that your experience your your experience and your perspective is wrong. I'm saying that you know I also do feel like. While that is what we hope for in all circumstances, I do feel like there is an element of brand of men who there, there are there are may men have here. more fluid ideas about um, extracurricular activities and partners outside of the context of the traditional relationship no, there, that there, they have there, agreed to be. There, a are, part of. there are men definitely yes. yes. I don't. I, I don't know what the numbers are. I'd have to do some research, um, get some get some stats to find out if it's a really you know a majority thing for your your brand of man. But you know. But but even in in the context, but they think they good too. But even in the context of that, that's still not. Um, it, there's still more than it's still like a different um, level. It's still not the guy we say is bad because like it's intense. In that in that person's mind, men can't help themselves. Right. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. So men can't help themselves is different than I'm going into a relationship trying to hurt my spouse. That's, right. That's a different conversation. Right. But like back like to men the- can't help themselves. It's it's a false thing. Mm-hmm. But they've been told growing up mm-hmm. that men can't help themselves. Yes. And there are a lot of women who subscribe to that theory as well that yeah. you know men cheat. Like me and my friend were having a conversation today. And we were talking about, I don't know how we, I don't know what we were talking about specifically, but we were talking, we somehow got on the topic of like, you know, just, you know, cheating and, you know, what that looks like. And I was like, you know, a lot of women, I think for them, as long as it never comes to them, then they're okay. It only becomes a problem when it becomes, it comes to them. And then that's, and to what we're talking about right now, I think that's what makes the man not a good man anymore. Or when when the extracurricular activities now become known to the wife or the main girlfriend or whatever, or it affects her in some way, like I think that's where the shift comes from being good man to not good man. Because I to, feel to, like to the wife to the wife because she might be like, yeah, I know, or I suspect that he might be out there doing something, but it's not coming back to me, so I can continue to uphold the good man scenario in my head once this thing like becomes public or it affects me in some kind of way now this person is no longer a good man or they've tarnished their good man uh reputation now but but even with that it's still on the it's the perspective of the wife, right? And that's what because, I'm saying. I was I yeah, was agreeing no, with you on that point. Yeah, because like I I still think that the guy still thinks he's a good man. Yeah. Um, and the guy still thinks he's a good man, probably because in his mind, he might even be like, she obviously knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, she so if it does come public, he's like, yeah, but you know already. He he doesn't understand the like the nuance they, they, of of the, the line. Uh, yeah, and because they've never had a conversation about it, because. 
because like it's not a conversation that people usually have mm-hmm. about how do you cheat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a conversation that people right, have. Yeah. So no, so it's yeah. like so it's not really a so I don't know if he knew he knew the rules mm-hmm. that she had laid out. Right, right. I guess you know. I want to bounce the question back to you. Like, what do you think qualifies as a good woman? Um, you can lead with me. That's fine. Hmm? If you say me, that answer is fine. Well, of course it's you. Great. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes. These are jokes. Um, I want to hear what you think. You know why it's. It's it's a lot, and that's why like it's it. I, I think that's why I feel that way because I feel like it's lot. It's like mad bullets, mm-hmm. but it's mad bullets for me. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has a lot of bullets. It's just different bullets, right? Right. I think everybody has a lot of bullets about what that means and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of times, a woman feels like the guy that they're with might just have a lot of the bullets, mm-hmm. but just not all of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, like you're like, oh, he has, he has, he has a lot of these good man bullets mm-hmm. that he has that um that I'm I'm looking for. Because I because I, I, I think the good man, good woman are just your qualifications mm-hmm. that you're looking for, right? And everything, right? Agreed, agreed. It is, it is very it, personal. It, yes, it's, it's, it's just your qualifications that mm-hmm. you're looking for, right? And what you're doing, and like how you um how you approach those things. It's going to be different each um, for each person. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different, and like you just got to like try to gauge um, based off those bullets. Like, all right, this person does this. This is what good. Like, it's, it's 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 a weird image thing that people have. Mm-hmm. Word, I agree. It's 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 very um, interesting, and and a lot of times you don't know if the person is good or not until you like. Have certain interactions. True. You're like, oh, this person reacted this way. Oh, I'm not right. Their 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 good meter has uh, depleted a bit in my eyes. <laughs> so that, that this, this I, I think that is why relationships are relationships are hard because you don't know how a person will react in all situations. Right. That's what relationships are because you don't know because like no matter how long you date. You're still not going to have interact with all situations. Mm-hmm. Your goal is to like go through enough situations to get a good gauge, mm-hmm. and you like you're a good assumption. Like, oh, I, I I guess I can assume based off of what we went through already how they're going to interact with certain things. Mm-hmm. But you never know, right? Because right, you you haven't been through all your situations. Things could just happen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it's it's like it's like um when like sometimes you like you see the movie where like a guy will come up and was like, I'll pay you seven million dollars to have sex with your wife. <laughs> and like you'll have stuff like that and so like you'll have like a meme on Facebook about that and people mm-hmm. like, oh, what would you do? And it's like it's just it's it's such a far left scenario mm-hmm. that people are like, I don't like it's like how like do you how, mean, how, how, uh-huh. do you, how do you respond to it? It's, right. It's, 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 there's, there's not one 
marriage counseling course that goes over that. Right. That's true. <laughs> There's no, there are no sections in the book that talk about There's no marriage counseling that. course that talks about what would you do if that happens. You should take the seven million, but. The point I'm making is it's just like it's just a lot of things that um you, you just, it's just a lot of things that you don't know how it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And how, how are we going to make that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. It, yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it like you said, it is very personal and it is also very situational because, you know, one situation doesn't necessarily a bad man or a bad woman make like you just had a the you just made a bad decision or had a lapse in judgment or whatever the case is so i feel like it's again it's very it's very personal it's very situational and it's very fluid and i think sometimes where we get uh we get tangled up in like interpersonal relationships is like when we decide and, and I guess, you know, people have their deal breakers or whatever the case is. But when we just like, and when we decide that, you know, one thing makes a person like bad or irredeemable. Yeah. But that's what we do as a society. Like we do all the time. Like, yeah. Like, like (laughs) people talk about this all the time, but it's like, You'll have like nine fantastic years of mm-hmm. relationship, and then something will happen where someone will do something, and be like you're trash, you're trash, and like that doesn't mean that they were trash for all ten years, right, right. But like, but that's how we take it. And I mean, I think you know, because, once because, people kind of work through the feelings, they can kind of separate and be like, yeah, because, this part, this whole thing wasn't all bad. Because a lot of because the problem is, is that when something bad <laughs> happens. It changes someone's mind about the person. Yeah, yeah. So in your mind, you're like, "Were you not who I thought, thought you, were you were this whole time? The whole ten years? Yeah, yeah." And a lot of times, it's not. It's a lot. A lot of times, it might just be a mistake. Right, right. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like what we said before. Like once trust is is broken, once that, once have whatever you, have that. Have you talked about on here? I don't know if we talked about it on here or not, but. It's yeah. a conversation we've had, I know, amongst ourselves. Yeah, a few like times. once once trust is broken, I I, I, I said a few things. It's, it, there's a few things that you need to have: um, trust, respect, and something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's certain things that you need to have in a relationship, and once those things are broken, it's very hard to ever get that back. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, trust, respect. I might have said love, mm. but it's like just certain, just like certain like these things like once it's gone in relationship it is well not gone once it's broke mm-hmm. it's very hard to repair it because everything is through, everything you see about that person is through their lens mm-hmm. once you break trust now they question everything from before yeah and it's very hard in addition to, to questioning everything happening now you know, yeah so like everything you do is through that lens yeah once you don't have respect for that person Everything you, um, you you're, you're, you're like you're not respecting them. You don't respect them in how you talk about them, or how you what talk you're saying, them, how yep. you talk to them. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just all the respect is going, right. and that person feels it. Like right. they they feel like you've lost all respect for them. Right. And it's it's very hard to like it's hard to change that back. Mm-hmm. Very, very, and that's why I said what I said. Like when my definition of being is like 
as a woman, if you've gotten to that point where you don't even have the respect, like you you got to exit that situation because like when a woman does not respect a man, what, pure wildness is getting ready to take place. Pure wildness because again, I feel like we've been conditioned to automatically have respect for men, and so it's like when things happen that cause that respect to dissipate, like it can often bring out very very ugly things from us and, and it's like I, I i would rather just exit and I, stage left and keep my good womanhood intact and i also feel as if once you have if there's a if you realize there's a break in trust and respect or love you should stop with ha- trying to um have any major events happen in your life like uh marriage don't have no kids kids don't do that getting a house together there's a lot of things you should not do when that is occurring because all those things do is just cover the wound mm-hmm. it just puts a bandaid on it but it does not heal anything so like I, 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 I think that is the problem because like like there'll be a crack in trust mm-hmm. or a crack in respect mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other things will happen after that that kind of cover it to make to give the aura of a great relationship mm-hmm. but that crack will always seep back to the, to the top because it's never been resolved. Right. Agreed. So it's like you should always try to resolve that first because like it's it's going to keep coming back up mm-hmm. until that crack can be mended. Agreed. Agreed. It's legit. Alright. It's time to get out of here. Yeah. It's time to move it along. If you have any questions, please. Thoughts, concerns, you know, other perspectives. We would love to hear it. Catch us back. Um, email us at all of no fear pcast at gmail.com. You are rubbing the Jesus out of your eyes. My eye is in scratchy, very scratchy. Um, but yeah, let us know. Um, we'll get right into the artist. <laughs> Not with the Will Smith hands. Um, so this week's artist spotlight is a young man I discovered a few months back um, and forgot about and then remembered again as a result of Terrell Grice. Terrell Grice is really out here doing the Lord's work. Um, if you don't know who Terrell Grice is, go follow him on um YouTube. Terrell Grice is his last name, G-R-I-C-E. Um, he does a song association show on his YouTube channel. And he's uh he's one of those like music nerds who just really, really la- loves music. And so his his uh platform is about bringing attention to artists who don't have a huge following who may not necessarily be signed to a major label, but who are like Odie crazy talented and giving them an opportunity for people to know about them. Like I've learned about so many dope artists as a result of watching this guy's show, like no exaggeration, so many. And, um, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I, I appreciate it. So this young man, I think I've seen, viral videos of him before but um i was watching old episodes of terrell the other day and he came up and i was like oh yeah i've heard this guy before so today's artist spotlight his name is gene noble uh his uh former name was um J- J- uh, Jaden the cure 
Uh, that was his previous um, singer name, but he changed it to um, Gene Noble. Uh, he's from Long Island. Uh, so, you know, local, local New York, New York native. Uh, he started off um, singing at, uh, Lord, what's that place called? The Village Underground in uh, New York City. And uh, if you don't know what the Village Underground is, it's like a little, you know, open mic bar, you know, restaurant lounge type spot where, you know, a lot of people who aspire to be singers and artists will uh come and perform and play their instruments and sing and whatever. It's like a really cool, uh, vibey, like artsy environment. Um, it's kind of like what, um, Stevie Mackey, if you know who Stevie Mackey is, he does the taco Tuesdays in California, uh, where he basically has people come to his living room on Tuesdays, uh, pre COVID and people would just be singing. You'd get, you know, like Amber Riley, uh, Avery Wilson, Jojo Durand, uh, you know, just random people would just stop by and just sing their face off Jordan Sparks. So it's that kind of vibe where like people who enjoy music and who enjoy singing come to sing and hear other people sing. So he got started from there and, you know, the village underground, a lot of like music industry people kind of like go there just to kind of see like what's, what's happening in the streets with music. And so someone, um, uh, connected with him they saw him there and they really liked him and so um he got on the road doing background vocals for alicia keys for john legend for a whole bunch of artists that also turned into him writing songs for chris brown and a bunch of other people and you know now he's kind of doing his own thing with making music and so he's been making music now for you know about 10 years or so and uh he put out an EP uh, not an EP I'm sorry let me not be a whole liar an album uh, I think last year sometime called Matching Tattoos and um, I'm going to play that song today it's called Matching Tattoos by Gene Noble and I also want to say he changed his name to Gene because that was his dad's first name and I think his dad passed away and so he was like he changed his name from Jaden the Cure to Gene Noble Gene Noble is much better much better because Jaden the cure the cure for what cancer AIDS diabetes what for lack of music goodbye here's matching tattoos by Gene Noble Took a minute trying to sleep without my meat on your back. Damn, I needed you back, babe. But you ain't coming back, babe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your friends got so much to say. You think they got your back, but they just want you back, babe. Cause misery loves company. Oh, yeah. Mm. You did your dirt and I did mine. It still hurts, it's gonna take time But we'll be fine, yeah Aren't you glad that we didn't go through We're getting in And you don't rock with me. I messed up, I would be 
used to talk a lot of about forever. I know the way I hear that you ain't been with better. And it's the forces that just don't want us together. I was trying to roll, but you just let it go. So I think it's easier if I don't have the proof. Forget the lie that I used to call the truth. I can't imagine looking down and seeing you written on my body like somebody used to got me. Did you dirt? And I didn't mind. It still hurts. It's gonna take time. So that was Matching Tattoos by Gene Noble. Uh, I know there's a lot of people in this world who absolutely have a matching tattoo that they deeply regret at this moment because um, they don't even know that person no more. It's stranger danger. Um, so yeah, just you, know, just you know, rethink these tattoos, honey. Uh, I used to think it was cute, but now that I'm older, I'm like, nah. Oh, you thought it was cute? And I did. I really did. I mean, precious. I don't think I would ever have gotten one, but I did think it was cute when people would do it. Um, I obviously now see the error of my ways. Yes. And it was, um, it was in fact, never cute. Huh? It was, in fact, never cute. Yeah, it, it was not. I mean, can you imagine just running around with the name of someone you don't even know no more? Like, real talk. <laughs> Jesus. Oh! The anxiety inducing nature of that. Oh, I would have never did that. Come on now. I'm a lot of things. No, I'm saying I'm glad it worked out that you didn't do that. Yeah, nah, nah. It's wild. Nah. I'm like, I gotta get that off expeditiously. Like, what's the process? What's the laser? Because I gotta I gotta get that off of me. But I don't have no tattoos. That was the laser. Whatever it is the people be using to take the tattoos off. So just let me get that. Because no. Thank thank God I never did nothing that done. Work. I don't um, want to judge the people, but you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we all young. We all been young before. Should probably get out of here. Um, this we should, week in Rundown. I'm gonna be rushing. Um, so yeah, uh, Swizz and Timberland did their um versus rematch. Uh, last week, last week I caught a bit of it. It it gave very much concert. Um, 
it, it gave concert. They were basically doing like a Beanie Man and Bounty Killer Sound Clash uh, against one another. They, they they know the numbers. They know which one was good. They know that 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 was a that was people argue that that is the best one. And by yeah. people, I'm I'm part of the people. Yeah, that argue that that so, was the best. They, one. they know that what they had to bring yeah. to make it to make it fly. Yes, it, it gave a lot of great energy. Uh, from what I did see, I didn't watch the whole thing. I plan to sometime this week, but it gave a lot of great energy. Um, uh, what's his face? Lord Jesus, Swiss Beats played a version of the Bath Salt song on DMX's album. I guess J Cole had a verse on it that didn't make the album, so he played that during the thing. And I was like, Jermaine just comes and gives what he gives. You girls cannot like Jermaine all you want, but he gives what he gives every time. I've never, never seen a song that Jermaine didn't give. So, hmm. guess you got to deal with it. Um, but apparently, um, Lily from SWV has something to say about uh, the concert-like vibe of um, Swiss and Timbo's uh, versus rematch. She was like, "Well, I didn't nobody tell SWV that it was supposed to be a concert." I'm like, well, here's the thing. Um, they started it. They can do whatever they want. Yes, that. Thank you. I was just like, <laughs> they, they sis, I don't, I don't know if you understand the dynamics of how this works. Um, you were an invited like guest act. They started this literally, so they can do whatever they feel like they want to do. Yeah, and and also I, like this is around the time when things start opening up. So, I, I was wondering how they're going to like make it different, and I see. This yes. Is, this so, is because they, they they know that it's it's coming. Yes. They know like they were opening back up. So, yeah. So I was like, girl, just Miss Lily, we love you respectfully. You just get shush. Okay. Thank you. Um, we like you better than we like that cocoa, but zip it. Okay. Um, moving on to just, I I don't even know what to call it. Y'all people out there that are like obsessed with the notion that Meghan Markle is some evil person who's convincing Harry to do something he doesn't want to do and she's manipulating him and she's this awful person. I need y'all to get help. That lady don't know y'all and she never will. So I don't understand why y'all spend so much time on the internet dragging this lady talking about how awful she is. Wait, what? Um, so the reason I say all this is because... Uh, as you know, when um, ha- Harry and Meghan did the interview with Oprah, she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so she gave birth to their second child, a daughter, and they named her Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor. As, as one should. Yes. Lilibet is a, kind of a play on the name Elizabeth. And apparently um, it's a nickname that queen elizabeth had from her now late husband prince philip that was what he used to call her like privately or whatever and um the name lily also has a connection to Meghan markle because her mom used to call her like little flower when she was a kid so it was homage to the grandmas or great grandmas or whatever and diana is obviously harry's mother Mm -hmm. um and you know my bad was it that's their name or whatever the girls over in England were up in arms. How dare she name the baby after the queen? Because the queen is the baby's great grandmother. I'm, I'm perplexed about what the concern would be. I'm, I'm sure that um, Harry and her spoke to the queen and told her about the name, and she was like, "Cool, I like it. Go with God. Be blessed." Because um, 
in the interview, I don't recall them saying they had a problem with uh, Queen Elizabeth. No, she, she said she's fine. They said they was cool with her. They talked to her. They ain't got no problem. It's the other ones. It's, it's a problem. But Elizabeth and them is cool. So, you know, whatever. That part confused me. Um, and then this quote unquote journalist, and I use that term very loosely, apparently tweeted and said, I don't understand why they chose Lilibet. They could have named the baby Georgina Floydina. And I've never wanted to jump through an internet and smack fire out of somebody as hard as I wanted to in that moment. I beg your pardon, ma'am? Georgina Floydina? I I have said to people that, you know, I have a hard time. I literally said this to you last night. I have a hard time sometimes wrapping my mind around the concept that there is a hell because I don't feel like a God who's so benevolent and, ju- and loves us wants us to go someplace and suffer because we've done things wrong. But I also think if there is a hell, that lady who wrote that should go there um, because the baby is two days old, two days. And you already had to jump out with the racism and the just general ignorance. Like that's what you felt like at the announcement of a birth of a small child who doesn't know you shoot the baby baby barely know it's mama and daddy they don't know nobody and your first opportunity to speak on this child is to say they don't deserve to be named after their biological great-grandmother they should have been named after George Floyd in an attempt to somehow I don't even understand what you were trying to do, but the disrespect of it for me is where I have the problem. And, you know, just seeing the the response to the British media from the British media about this child being born. And, you know, somebody wrote a, 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 a headline where they call the baby an it as opposed to a she, which is what what the parents put out in their statement. Um, It's just a lot of problematic for me. And it just further reinforces why the, why they felt like they needed to leave. Because if you have this much vitriol for a fresh out the womb, still got amniotic fluid on them, baby, something's wrong with you. Something's broken inside of your head and you need help because Megan ain't thinking about you. Harry ain't thinking about you. Them babies ain't thinking about you. Like just, I, I just don't understand what the reason is. But I do want to smack that lady though. Like for saying that. Like for real, for real. Like on site. I want to smack that lady. She is suspended. And I still want to smack her. Mm-hmm. Still. No, I, was, I was just checking. Still want to smack her. Because she's out of order. And George Floyd's family need to put hands on her too because she's rude. Keep his name out your mouth if you're not going to say nothing respectful or um, in honor. White people get on my nerves sometimes with that. Just be just be just disrespectful for no reason. Like what What George Floyd got to do with Meghan Markle? What What, what Ra- he got to do? Racist going to racist. I know, but it's just like it was so out of left field. I was like, I beg her. I, I thought it was a joke when I first saw the headline. I said, oh, somebody's strolling. I'm like, nah, nobody said that for real. But that, that lady has said that for real. But welcome to the world, young sis Lilibet Diana. It's ghetto here. But, you know, hopefully by the time you get older, it, it'll be slightly less ghetto. But it's ghetto here, young sis. My apologies. 
Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so there was a whole story going around this weekend that um, Mariah Carey and Jay Z got into a whole big fight about her music career and that she was leaving Rock Nation and looking for new management. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Mariah got on the internet and said, "I don't know why you girls like to make up these stories and lie." Me and Sean is cool. It's no beef. We good. Like, I don't know if this story is true or not. What Mariah is saying is not is true or not true. I don't know if it's like a damage control situation. But I also feel like given the fact that Mariah Carey is Mariah Carey and she doesn't normally talk publicly about things, it kind of makes me think like she she knew it was some nonsense and she was like alright I'm not letting this story ride I'm not letting y'all keep going with this I'm I'm, I'm gonna say something cause y'all just y'all just out here saying anything so uh, you know hopefully they're not beefing cause it seems like they've had a very successful partnership thus far and uh, you know it's you know there's two of our music industry greats let's not fight like the good kids over at Word Party say let's not fight don't do that um uh, rest in peace uh, to Clarence Williams the third. Um, he was in Mod Squad, Purple Rain, and The Butler. Um, if you don't know who he is, just Google his name. You've seen him before. He's been in a number of like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. But you know, if you've seen the Purple Rain movie, he was Prince's father in the movie. So that's that's probably it was, what you remember. So Clarence Williams the third, um, fair skinned guy had a gap. He's very distinctive looking. Like once you see his face, you'll know exactly. No, I was going to just show it to the YouTube people. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's him. So rest in peace to him. I feel like we've been losing a lot of these like older actors um, lately. It's, I mean, he was eighty one, so I mean, totally plausible. But it's still, it's still sad. It's still sad. But you know, it's, that's how life go. That's how it go. Um. Moving on to the good sis, Naomi Osaka. Naomi said, y'all can have this open, actually. Because we told you last week that they fined her $15,000 for not doing the press, uh, the the Interpost uh, game interview. And she was like, yeah, nah, um, I ain't going to do it because it's stressful to my mental health. And they was like, we're going to keep finding you. And she was like, oh, y'all can have this. I I'll head out. Um, y'all can have the rest of this open and that's what she did she said well um, it's been great she literally ended her statement with I'll see you when I see you and shimmied on about her way I I think it's also it's very weird that's why I made a statement I was like why why is it that um in sports like they force you to talk like some of these people the whole reason they play a sport is to avoid the talking <laughs> yeah like it, it, it's it's a weird thing I like I understand why the media wants them to do that because they're it's um because they're selling the whole person yeah. in terms of public relations right I understand that but like why why did that become like a thing that everybody just agreed to right <laughs> it's really what I'm saying like right. I understand why someone would want to do that, but why did everybody just agree to it? Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Right. And like, it's like... The owners are doing it because they're getting paid, they're getting money for it. Yeah. The reason why they're finding them because they get paid to for people to talk. Yes. That's why. That's the only reason they're finding They're, they're finding you because they, they get they, they get. They're fined. losing money when you choose not to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she says she's explained multiple times, like, listen, this stresses me out. It causes me anxiety. It throws me off my game. 
it, it's not helpful to me and what my purpose is when I come to these things. I'd rather not, but the people ain't want to hear that. So Naomi said, well, look, obviously you think I'm broke. I'm not, I don't have to play this. I'm going home. The interesting thing, the other interesting thing I, in, in these conversations about athletes, like we as a society who watch sports have a very like unhealthy concept about what these athletes do or don't owe us. Like people were like, I saw people say, oh, she's being immature. She's being so unfair. She took that spot in the draw from somebody else. She was put in a rock and a hard place and she chose to get the heck out of there. Like she came to play. That's what she came to do. She came to play tennis. She did not come to sit up in people's face and have them asking her stupid questions and making her feel like she wasn't as great as she was. That's not what she came there to do. She came to play tennis and win matches. That's what she came for. Once she realized that that wasn't what they was here to do, she said, okay, well, I'm going to head out. I'm going to exit stage left. Y'all can have the rest of this. Go with God. Um, And, you know, in keeping with the general media foolery that happens, um, Venus Williams uh, did a post-game interview and they asked her, like, what did she think about what Naomi Osaka did or like how she would have handled it. And Venus gave, <laughs> Venus has like some type of uh, uh, disease that like it makes her come across very deadpan. Like it's some it's something uh, like a facial muscles thing. So like she comes across very deadpan when she speaks. And Venus Williams was kind of like, well, my whole thing is the people that be asking me these questions will never play tennis as good as me. They will never do the things that I've done. So I don't pay it no mind. I just leave it where it's at. And I was like, what I heard was Venus said, you could never, ever, 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 what? Get on my level. What? Get on my level. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. But the way she said it was just like, girl, I mean, the girls want to ask me questions and they can't see me and they never will. So they could say whatever, but it's... I've won Grand Slams. What have you done? You're asking me about the Grand Slams I've won. So find something to do. But I I appreciated her response. And I think that has come from years of dealing with the nonsense because I feel like when Venus and Serena were both like coming up in the tennis game, they definitely dealt with a lot of like bullying and shady questions from the media. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that clip, but there was a clip from back when Venus was like, I don't know, 12, 13 or something like that. And this guy was interviewing her and asking her, like, did she feel like she could beat somebody she was coming up to play? And she said, yes, very confidently. She he was like, she was like, I know I can. And the guy was like, but how do you know? How do you know? Don't you have any? And she was like, no. And like the guy kept badgering her like, but how do you know? Why are you so confident? Da, 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 da. And the father had to jump in and be like, eh, eh, stop that. This is a little black girl. If she says she can beat the girl, she can beat the girl. Case closed. Stop asking her about it. And the way Venus was sitting there like, ooh, my dad didn't told you. You tried to tell you stop playing in here, but you, you came yeah. in here with the foolishness. I, and I, I, I think that um, that is the, I think the difference between this Williams and Osaka is the father. I, I, I was going to say that. I was like, that, that is the big difference between mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Venus and Serena had Daddy Williams. Yeah. And, and he don't play no games. And he yeah. kind of 
groomed them a certain way and yeah. built yeah. them on how to on how to deal with it. I don't know who's in Naomi Osaka's um, corner. Corday, Corday told her to get the hell on out of there. Yeah, but Corday <laughs> doesn't know as much either. I know. I'm just saying, but that's her boyfriend. So I'm just saying she she probably was on the phone with him. And he was like, "Girl, I, I got some music out. Let's let's head out." She said, "Cool. I'm a, I'm gonna catch you when I catch yeah, y'all." But like, uh-huh. but yeah, like I, I don't I don't know who's in her corner right. outside of that. I, I I I find it very interesting that black players in tennis, uh, black women players, are always like scrutinized and. Um, every little thing about them is is talked about in this way. I wonder if like uh Angelique Angelique Kerber or uh the uh, Kuznetsova or one of these one of these not black girls just decided they weren't doing interviews no more and they said it was about mental health. I wonder what the response would be. I mean, I already know. But, you know, I find it very interesting that when Especially in sports like tennis, which are traditionally uh, racist. Yes, um, <laughs> how um, how they how they jump down black the black players' throats for everything. Yeah, they, but, but they like, had systematically tried to make Serena Williams seem like some type of bully. And she's just like, no, y'all not gonna say I cheated when I didn't. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do and, me. And, and that's why I said like the um, Williams sisters had their father because what what I've seen about tennis audiences and so that marries. Yeah, it's wild race. It's wild race. Wild. The audience, media, everything. So it's like you see, we don't have no black male tennis players. That's like so. Naomi Osaka is probably like it's it's a lot. And yeah, it's probably it's a lot for them. For, right, and like, she's I, like she, she, she doesn't because she, like the Williams sister was there for me younger, but her father did they, they the whole time like hey, shut that down. Mm-hmm. Find something to do. Which is why Venus can go out and say that because right. she she had like you know what I'm saying so I, I think, and, and 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 Venus again has the receipts like Venus is a phenomenal player Venus yeah. is like y'all can talk about whatever y'all want to talk about check my record I I I, 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 I don't know if everybody can do that mm-hmm. what, what she does Naomi said girl I see you I see you I want to see yeah I don't, I don't know if everybody can do what Venus does and just be like I'm better than you so fan I like, mean the only other person that could probably say it in like legit like of this day and age is Serena because who gonna argue. Check the stats. Correct. The facts are the facts. Yeah. So yeah. like it, it, it's very hard for a lot of like a lot of artists or um, athletes. Like not everybody can just turn off the media like that. Mm-hmm. In terms of like not concerning themselves, mm-hmm. it's, it's. I don't think it's easy. Yeah. It's, not, it's it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. To do that. And in a sport like uh, tennis, it's, it's, it's only and, and like and and that's that's a lot of them like. Like Marshall and Lynch is what everybody said. Like, mm-hmm. like Snowy, like he, he, he kind of like, I turn. I'm not dealing with it. But kind like, of a personal faith. Yeah, but like right. it's just, it's just a lot of people. It's just hard for a lot of people to do that. Right. And also, I think you know, Venus has been. Venus is almost forty years old, so she's been at this for a long right. it's, time. It's, like, she's it's, just like, y'all got to come out my face with all this. Like, just ugh. I'm sure when she was Naomi Osaka's age, like, or even younger, like, she probably was very heavily affected. Yeah, but then her father was like, ah, yeah. And she, and after a while, <laughs> she was just like, I'm Venus Williams. Like, that's that's the part of this that I need y'all to get clear about. I'm Venus y'all, Williams. Y'all, I'm talk not, about, y'all talk about me all the time. I'm not carrying on with this with you. I'm Venus Williams, grand opening, grand closing. Um, go on and find something to do. Um, so in, in more black woman talk, um, you know, Bonnet Gate um, took over the, the internet this past week. Uh, so, you know, there was, I forget who it was that posted about 
bonnets about women wearing bonnets outside to you know the grocery store the mall the airport whatever whatever and you know there was a lot of social media back and forth amongst the black uh twitter intelligentsia about uh is critiquing bonnet wearing policing black women is it respectability politics is it you know shaming black women is it all the things there were many discussions that were had um on varying sides of the argument um the, the reality is it doesn't matter it you. really doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't concern you at all That's, right. i think i think that is the big thing and there is and, business to mind and, and, you and have it's to, yours and you have to figure out why does it bother you right and it, it bothers you for a couple of reasons it bothers you either because you felt like you couldn't do that because you you were told that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you are worried about what other races are looking at black people doing that, mm-hmm. and think and worry about how they feel about mm-hmm. black people when that happens. Which it doesn't matter. You don't <laughs> everything. Um, and it's it, it's just like you have to concern concern yourself why you why are you worried about that. Agreed. Because it, it it doesn't matter. Right. Like I was actually genuinely surprised to see how far the conversation went because I was just kind of like, I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize this many people were wearing bonnets in public to where it was pandemic level concern um, for the first thing. Um, secondly, I, I would not because that's just not the way I grew up. Like, have, like headgear was not a thing that like, even hats, it took me a long time to get into because headgear was just not something I was really allowed to wear. So, you know, and I think I tried to go out the house one time with a head tie and my stepfather was like, ah, ah, heck it off. So, um, yeah, like bonnet, headscarf, outside wearing is not really a thing I would do, but I don't know if I necessarily feel any deep levels of botheration if I see somebody else doing it botheration I'm like I, there are valid reasons a person could be wearing a bonnet outside maybe they just got their hair done and they just want to keep the elements away from it maybe they are on their way to get their hair done and it looks a mess and they don't want nobody to see it or they just feel like I'm just hitting the streets real quick I'm just running a few errands I'll be back in the house I'm not going to take this bonnet off these are all things that are not your concern but exactly they're not my concern <laughs> I can place. speculate about what the reasons are but they're not my concern it's not my business so I don't really see why we had like all of these Twitter wars and uh, thick pieces about bonnets um, then Monique uh, our good sis Monique the actress and comedian weighed in on the whole situation and you know a lot of her viewpoints are generational um, in the sense of our parents' generation, which Monique is a part of, um, was taught very much about the value of how you physically present to that, the world. They were taught if you move a certain way and you, if you dress a certain way, move a certain way you talk a certain way then you'll be you'll be respected yes you command a certain level of respect and so i didn't disagree with what she was saying because i know plenty of people of that generation and some of the older millennials who have that same mindset of you know you kind of dress for 
the job you want or for the type of uh, response you want to get from the world, et cetera, et cetera. So I understood what she was trying to say. No, like, you, you don't agree. You just understand. Yes, I understand. I don't agree necessarily because people going to respect you or they not. It don't matter what you're wearing. Um, but I understand the point of view because the people that raised me had that same point of view. I went to schools with teachers. I went to church with people who that was the point of view. So I completely understand. Um, my gripe with what Monique had to say was, you know, for one, you're talking about respect and being presentable and whatever the case is. And you doing the video in a bathrobe, baby. Like if you're going to talk about, how we need to look and how we need to carry ourselves and how we need to, you could have gave it a little more zhuzh. You wasn't wearing a bonnet, but she was wearing a bathrobe and the bathrobe was very in the house. Okay. So you, like it just, the, the messaging wasn't matching with the, with the visual. Um, and then for me, this is just my personal thing. If you're wearing a dress where your legs or shorts where your legs are exposed, I need them legs to be shaved up. Okay. And Monique has showed up on many a red carpet in many a beautiful gown, beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns, like Aretha Franklin said, and unshaved legs. And not unshaved like, oh, I got a little stubble, like, oh, unshaved like the hair is like laid down on my legs. And I'm like, if we're talking about like respect and femininity and shave them legs, baby. Shaved legs. You can do whatever you want, but what I'm trying to tell you is, you can't have this argument about femininity and um, respectable and blah 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 with them unshaved legs and short dress. And you knew the dress was short before you left. Like it's one thing if you thought, oh, I thought the dress was gonna cover a little more. I didn't know I had to do. No, you just be out here with your legs, and it's your choice, it's your personal choice. But understand that there are people who may also look at you and the fact that you do that and feel like. Oh, well, I don't know how much respect I can give her, blah, 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 blah. So I say all that to say, if y'all want to wear y'all bonnets, go ahead. Wear the bonnet. I don't care. I'm not going to do it because I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Cleo, Cleo Nichols would strike me dead from heaven if I went outside with a bonnet on my head. I feel like my grandmother would be like, ah, don't do that. You know, that's not what we do. Don't do that. And so I would never, but. If you cool with it, if you feel comfortable, if it's if it's what works for you, then go be your best bonnet wearing self. Do you? I ain't got nothing to say. Live your best life. I don't I don't feel like I want to get into all the conversations about respectability politics and policing black women and blah 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 blah. I think we got other things to worry about like these voter suppression laws and you know, student loans not being canceled like Biden has said he was going to do. So I feel like we can we can just move on from the bonnet thing. It's not a real conversation, in my opinion. But, you know, I know people feel differently. I I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, this I don't care. Nigeria's president banned Twitter because he got tight because they deleted one of his tweets. So I think we need to worry more about the fact that that happened then somebody wearing a bonnet going down the street like how you ban a whole Twitter my guy how 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 and apparently this comes after um, when Twitter was setting up their African headquarters they was going to do it in Nigeria but I guess they was acting up and so they went to Ghana and it seems to be working out there so yeah yeah
not um, Lovey Ajayi, who's um, a Nigerian American writer that I follow. She's like some, you know, um, Nigerians always say Niger, Niger, Niger know they carry last. So she she wrote a, tw- a, a, a post on Instagram. She was like, Niger sometimes carry last. <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl, because this, because this, you look wild. Okay. Uh, so yeah, just. We need to be worried about other things in the world besides somebody's bonnet, headgear, headscarf, whatever. Mind your business. Worry about yourself. Like little sis in the the little uh, viral video said. Um, I realized I hadn't done this in a couple of weeks and I was like, I got to get back to it. Um, Binge alert. You know, it's getting nice outside, but y'all don't want to be outside because it's still COVID and it's hot and y'all pay for air conditioning and stuff. So y'all might want to just stay inside and just be cool and, you know, just spend some time in front of the television. And what a better show to watch than uh, Lucifer. Uh, Mark and I uh, started watching this like during the pandemic, I think. And um, all five seasons are on Netflix. I think it used to be on Fox or that's probably why I never watched it because it was on Fox and I do not. I, I desperately try not to give Fox any views. I only watch Fox for the mass Singer. And once it goes off, I turn it right off. Fox will get no more of my ratings. Um, and when mass Singer's not on, I don't turn Fox on. Um, but the show used to be on Fox and I think after like the third season it was canceled and Netflix picked it up. And so, um, all five seasons are on, um, Netflix, uh, season five was split up into two parts. So the second part came out, I think last week and we watched it all, um, in like two days. So yeah, if you're looking for something to binge watch, the show is good. Like I know for my Christian people, like the show being called Lucifer is a bit off putting because that's also part of why I didn't watch it. Uh, but once I actually sat down and got into it, I was like, this is a good show. So yeah, if y'all looking for something to binge watch, it's really good, easy watch. You'll enjoy it. Very intricate storylines, very interesting. Um, so yeah, get into it. Get into it. Thank me later. Um, finally, uh, in new music, um, so Lil Baby, who I think is becoming my favorite of the, the youngs and the lils of the rap world today, um, him and Lil Durk, who I'm ambivalent about, um, they put out a, you know, duet album for the kids called The Voice of the Heroes. Um, if you're looking for some R&B, um, Raheem Devon and Apollo Brown, they put out, um, Lovesick. Um, and uh, Robert Glasper and Derek Hodge, um, they worked on the soundtrack for season one of the the show Run the World that I think is on either Showtime or Stars. One of the ones I don't have, but I guess I'm gonna have to put a, put a few dollars towards because I heard this show is good. Um, Run the World, the, the soundtrack is on there. And I love Robert Glasper; he's everything. So um, yeah, just. If you're looking for some music to get into, that's that's where you should start. Robert Glasper, Raheem Devon, Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. If you want to get into a little, you know, Southern semi-mumble rapping. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, Yeah, that was that was it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Want to go through? Yay. And we are under the two hour mark. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. We can't go. I, I think Floyd got like $10 million for that Ooh. fight. Ooh. Floyd. Floyd got $10 million for that non-fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I would have spent my $50 pay-per-view that nonsense. Ugh. He, well, let me just phrase that. He got more than $10 million. He, His contract was $10 million and 50% of all pay-per-views proceeds. Well, Floyd Floyd had a good night and made a lot of money. He, like, that, that, that was a great deal. I was like, and, um, 
and no matter what happens, doesn't affect his record. He, he, he's fine. And I think I think um, Logan Paul got like what three hundred thousand and like ten percent. Child, I wish I would get me in a ring with three hundred thousand with Floyd. Girl, bye. Ah, uh-uh. Floyd not gonna beat me up for three hundred thousand while he get ten ten million. Okay. What are you talking? Girl, about at, at minimum a million if you think I'm going to let the undisputed heavyweight champion bust me up in the face. <laughs> Excuse me. Hell no. It ain't no way. Nah, not not no ring with Floyd. Nah, you out at 300,000. Logan Paul don't love himself. Yo, did you see like the one of the uh, the pre-meetups for the fight where he snatched uh, Floyd Mayweather's hat off? Next thing you know, Logan Paul was hemmed up like you know, full Nelson. I said, boy, how you thought? The money team ain't gonna let you take nothing off of Floyd and keep it pushing. You was about to get stomped out in that parking lot playing with the people. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> was it, who was it that had the fight? Was it Ray J and Fabulous that had the fight as a result of being, of, of the Floyd Mayweather? Chad, it was a mess. Just, just leave them people alone. Just don't do that. Okay, mm-hmm. just leave the people alone. Logan Paul is stupid. Three hundred thousand boy couldn't couldn't get me in there for less than a million. But anyway, yeah. anything else? Anything? No. All right. Well, it's been great, folks. Uh, we've had a good time here today, and we hope you have had a good time listening. Uh, if y'all got ideas, suggestions for topics, love it or lose it, anything, you know, just hit us up. We out here in these streets. Um, we on the socials, All Love No Fear, PCAST, All Love No Fear Podcast. Just, you know, search that. Um, email us, all love no fear PCAST at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So we're going to head out. Um, so until next time, folks, we bid you adieu. You did not jump in on the adieu. We bid you adieu. Ah, yeah, Uh-huh, uh-huh, all love, oh, no fear podcast. Hey.